When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to Inside Mizzou Athletics, presented by Shelter Insurance. Find an agent for your auto, home, and life at shelterinsurance.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Kelly. I'm Mike Kelly, the voice of the Missouri Tigers. Welcome to this week's edition of the Inside Mizzou Athletics podcast, brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Coming up on this week's show, well, Mizzou is finally bragging. The Tigers claim the Bragging Rights Trophy with a win over Illinois and St. Louis. We'll hear from Conzo Martin, Jeremiah Tillman, and also Jordan Geist. Among the more than 16,000 fans on hand was Mizzou football coach Barry Odom, his team getting set to head to Memphis. I'll visit with him as well. First, though, this from Shelter Insurance. Your voice lets him know he's safe. Shelter Insurance does the same for you. Roadside assistance is now included with your auto policy. So if your car leaves you stranded, just call and we'll take care of you while you take care of what's most important. Find out more at shelterinsurance.com. We're your shield. We're your shelter. Some restrictions apply. For the 38th time, Mizzou and Illinois hooked up in the bragging rights game. Illinois entered the game having won five straight, 14 of the last 18, and 25 of the 37 previous matchups in St. Louis. The Illini built an early 12-4 lead, but Mizzou led 39-35 at the half. In the second half, Illinois trailed by nine with just under 17 minutes to play, but came back and took a 56-55 lead with 7.43 left. Mizzou responded with a 17-2 run to seize control of the game. The Tigers led by as many as 19 late. They win it 79-63. Afterwards, I spoke with Tigers head coach Conzo Martin. Tremendous effort by your team. 17-2 run to put the game away. Just your thoughts on the victory against Illinois? 
It's a great win for our team, our program, our fans. Uh, man, it's just a fun game to be a part of, and it's, it's even better when you come out on top. But I thought our guys did a great job of staying locked in, and we just felt like in the second half we can make a push because, you know, just watching film, they're a talented team. We feel like they lose a little gas in which they play. Continue to carry out those assignments necessary. They did, they did a great job of cut, getting, taking the lead one. And we just kind of reeled our guys back in to carry out those assignments that give us a chance to win the game. We did that. Jordan Geist hit three consecutive threes in the first half to put your team in front, and then he battled through some cramps in the second half. One tough hombre, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's tough. He's tough. He had seven assists, and I, I thought he could have had 10 or 11 on, but he did a great job attacking down here. And the biggest thing is we spent a lot of time on, you know, keeping your dribble alive, keeping your dribble alive. Then when you jump stop, when guys jump stop or anyone our guards jump stop, we got to start cutting and moving. Somebody has to get open. And the biggest thing, too, we knew we'd turn the ball over because how they play, but they can't be live ball turnovers, and I thought we did a good job with that. Geist against the double team split it in the second half and found a wide-open Javon Pickett, who had a terrific game as well. He hits the three, and that was during the run. Just a, the award on Javon, who only missed one shot tonight, and that was his last one. Uh, I thought he played a great game, but he played on both sides of the ball. Embraced yeah. brace challenges, and then we, when Kevin got in foul trouble or got fatigued, we put him at the four, and I thought he did a great job against Kipper. But Javon is tough as they come. His preparation is at a high level, so I knew he'd be prepared in the game. It's just a matter of the emotions of it, the first-time minute. And I thought he did an exceptional job for his first time in a game like that. Early on, you were turning the ball over. You went to two point guards, and that kind of settled your team down a little bit. Yeah, it did. And, you know, and we thought about you know really starting two guards in a game like this uh, – and it just, again, that first play I drew, that was my fault. I shouldn't have drew that play up. Um, they got a steal. They overplayed it. So it just, we settled. Let's play basketball. We, we came out a little passive because uh, you talk about their pressure, their pressure, their pressure so much. You just have to make one-on-one plays. Yeah, Jeremiah did down low, didn't he? He did. Did a great job. And I thought, again, in the first half, he wasn't as assertive posting because of the fatigue and the sickness. But once he settled in the second half, played strong basketball. And I thought he did a great job defending those ball screens. For him to be fatigued like that, he did a great job of letting us know in and out, in and out, in and out. And, and sometimes I need him on the floor, and he did an exceptional job. I think the other thing, too, that shows the maturation in his game, he got called for an illegal pick early, and then you didn't see that the rest of the game. And then when he picked up the third foul, you didn't see him pick up number four, and there were a couple opportunities where he just stood low de- defensively and just walled off guys. And that's the biggest thing we tell him anyway. If we're not blitzing the post, and B- Jeremiah just be big and wall him up. Make him shoot over the top of you. One time he gave up an angle, the guy got a layup. And I'm okay with that because what happens is – they want to come at Jeremiah. Part of their game plan is to get him off the floor. If Jeremiah's on the floor, I've said it before, we're a different team. You've won five consecutive games. Obviously, you're going to the holidays now on a little bit of a roll. Just to, as you look back at these last five, just, just talk about in what areas as a team you've been better. I think on both sides of the ball. We're shooting the ball well. Again, when Jeremiah's on the floor, it opens up a lot of things for us. And our guys, our young guys, are continue to grow. And, you know, and, and not to make an excuses, it is what it is, but when you lose Jonte Porter, you lose some of your offensive packages that you normally run. So now all of a sudden, as coaches, you don't want to talk about it, but you make tweaks and subtle tweaks to change your offense to fit your guys so they can be successful. But then in the process, when you start getting win, they, wins, they understand what we're trying to do. Their defense grows because they see the results of playing good defense. Then you become a better team. Christmas dinner is going to taste pretty good, isn't it? It is. I mean, we're going to see the nutcracker in Chicago, too, so I'm excited. <laughs> Have fun. Congratulations and Merry Christmas. Thanks, Mike. Merry Christmas to you too. Jeremiah Tillman had 16 points and 12 rebounds and was happy to see that his team finally has something to brag about. It felt great. I mean, they didn't want the past couple of five. They didn't want the past five years, and we finally got the, the dub this year. So, I mean, 
it feels great. We got to hold the trophy up and celebrate it at the end of the game. I lost all my energy screaming, being excited. It just, it was a good time. You were fighting the bug coming into the game. Yes, you didn't let it affect you, though. No, sir. I was fighting the bug. I mean, every time I ran up and down the court, it was like spurts. Like, I just get super tired, super tired because I'm so sick. But then that coach, I just had coach take me out. I'll get my break. I get. A, I had. I even had an inhaler on the side, on the bench. I was hitting the inhaler, drinking a lot of water, and just made sure I kept playing hard. They took the lead with just over seven minutes to play. Your team responded with a 17-2 run to put the game away. You were up by as many as 19 down the stretch. Just what was the difference down the stretch, you think, for your club? Um, When they went up, that one point, I remember that. I got super nervous. I'm like, nah, we can't let them like continue to like let that lead go up. But then you said we went on a 17 and two. Uh, I didn't even know that happened. But I mean, I just feel like everybody was just locked in and bought in. Like we was right there. We just making sure all of us was there for each other and win. How good was Javon tonight? He he was really productive. I mean, the whole time he was on the court, all he all he do is play hard. He he never stopped moving, like in in emotions. Like he, he's always somewhere to be found. Your team's won five straight. Holidays are going to be a little sweeter this year, aren't they? Yes, it is. I mean, <laughs> we can go home and relax, knowing that we like we, we came home on a win instead of going home on a loss. I mean, that don't sit well on your stomach. Merry Christmas. I'll see you next week. Merry Christmas. Thank you. While Tillman could play in two more bragging rights game in his college career, this was the last one for Jordan Geist, who led Missouri with 20 points. He also dished out seven assists. How did it feel? Amazing, you know, especially to get one for Kevin and Colin. Being from Missouri, it's a big thing for them, so it just felt really good to get it for them. You had to fight through a lot tonight, didn't you? Not only the pressure of Illinois and a lot of active hands, but also the cramps. Yeah, um, that's just part of the game, though. Uh, part of the preparation. I got to do better next time and make sure I'm able to help my team even more. Okay, speaking of your team, they went up by one. You went on a 17-2 run as a group. What was the difference during that segment? Uh, just the energy. You know, when you get, get to play with energy, uh, especially with this crowd that we had here, a great crowd uh, that helped us out a lot. Just playing with that energy, just executing, playing defense is a big part of it. You hit three big threes in the first half. That had to feel great. Amazing, uh, especially, you know, I haven't been shooting the ball very well, but to, to get those first three to go down really helped my confidence. Your team has won five consecutive games. In what area do you think you guys have been better as a group? Definitely defense. Um, definitely defense. We've been locking up uh, to our best of our abilities. You know, we mess up every once in a while, but we play so hard that we can we can make up for some of those. Christmas is going to taste a little bit better, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be one of the best Christmas I've had in a while. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's Jordan Geist. The Tigers are now 8-3. and three. They return to action coming up on Saturday the 29th, hosting Moorhead State. A conversation with Mizzou football coach Barry Odom is next on the Inside Mizzou Athletics Podcast, brought to you by Shelter Insurance. At Shelter Insurance, we know landlords have to keep up with their renters, even if they're related. Mom, Dad, what a surprise. We just dropped by to pick up your... Rent check. Oh, I'm running a little short this month. Not everything works as smoothly as Shelter's renter's policy. It helps cover stuff in case of fire, theft, and more. Maybe I should just move back home. Uh... Don't you love me? Of course. But now your room's Dad's man cave. Oh, man. Shelter Insurance. We're your shield. We're your shelter. Missouri's football team will head to Memphis on December the 26th for the Liberty Bowl and the matchup against Oklahoma State. Barry Odom was in St. Louis for the Bragging Rights game, and I had a chance to visit with the Tigers head coach. How's practice going? Been really good. We've had nine uh, nine days, and the closer you get, the more you spend on the game plan part of the 
um, of the structure of practice. But we we finished up yesterday um, really you know, spirited practice, number one, we're healthy, uh, which is nice. And then our guys are continuing to work. And this bowl really means something to them, especially our seniors wanting to finish with nine wins and, and do it the right way. So there's been focus. Uh, they've, they've every time that we've rolled out on the field in the competitive situations, they've got after each other, which is fun to see. And then uh, they're away for a couple of days and then we'll get back going on the 26th. I salute you for giving them a break and giving them a chance to go see their families. But from a coach's standpoint, when you want to control everything, how difficult is that? Well, I'm happy that they the schedule allows for them to get away, but also um, that our administration you know, stepped up and did that because we were able to send them home and they'd either bring them back to campus or send them to the bowl site. And uh, that's a big deal. And for them to have a couple of days to go home and, and uh, rest up, see their family, loved ones, that's important to me to do. And I'm glad that we're able to do it. But also I trust this team in being able to maintain the focus and the structure that we need to leading up to, you know, now less than two weeks out. Bowl games are celebrations, right? They're, they're the opportunity to celebrate what's taken place and to be able to enjoy the moment of what the people that put together the bowl have for the players. But you also want it to be a business trip, don't you? Yeah, there, there's times uh, – once you get to the bowl site that there's you know it should be fun uh, but also when it's time to work let's go work and um that's also important that you get into that last opportunity to go compete together as a team and we want to win and we don't we don't hide from that run from it uh winning nine is a big deal to me it's a big deal to our team but also um you know this team is competitive enough that i i know they'll be ready to go play their best it appears that all of the tickets from mizzou's allotment are going to be sold. And I know Mizzou fans have gone from other areas to try and get tickets. It appears that you're going to have a great representation from your fan base in Memphis. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Excited for our kids. Um, and um, I know that, that uh, the city of Memphis is excited to have you know, the Mizzou fan base there. It's so close geographically. Uh, they're going to have a great time in the city. Uh, and then we're going to do our best to play our best game. Let's go back and talk a little bit about recruiting. Just your thoughts on the class you were able to assemble. I thought our staff did a nice job on piecing together uh, really in select areas that we needed to hit. I thought we identified guys early on that we thought uh, and think can be impact players in the program that want to be at Mizzou, uh, but also have the measurables that we're looking for at each position. Um, you know, there, there's the opportunity to maybe uh, add a couple more here between now and February. Um, but also, I think every guy that we have, we're going to have seven or eight mid-year uh, guys that start with us in, in January. Um, and then and then we'll get started. Uh, every one of them will be on campus June 1, and, and we're rolling again. Brought in a number of kids from, from St. Louis. What, what changed in this marketplace? I think more than anything, the continued work on getting kids identified early on, finding ways to get them to campus as many times as we could, and the relationship uh, with the high school coaches and all the people uh, surrounding that that uh, are impactful on those kids' lives. And, and then getting them around our team, getting them around our staff, and understanding that they see how successful they can be at Mizzou. It also appears that once a couple committed, they started recruiting others. Yeah, usually um, in the times that, that it's happened that way in a, in a certain area, that, that usually is the case. And there's one or two or three ringleaders, so to speak, on getting guys to jump in. And then uh, they become as big of, of recruiters as the staff is. How big was it for you from a, I guess, from a planning standpoint 
to get Sean Robinson to come in from TCU? I think it's uh, big for for what we need out of that position. And, um, you know, he's a highly talented player, but also has some experience and and is hungry to learn and understands the situation that he can come in for a year and and learn and become a better player um, and, you know, be in a situation where, you know, the next year going into – into 2020 that that he's going to go be competing for a job and have two years of eligibility left um it's it's a good fit for him and, in the meet and for mizzou yeah and in the meantime though you got guys that need to compete too with kelly bryant for the starting job no question i mean this it's you know he kelly's going to get there in, in in january and and then you know we we start in our winning edge program spring ball and the number of reps on on how be divided up uh, with those guys in, in 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 that position because there's only only one on the field, uh, you know, it'll be exciting to see how that how that works out, you know, moving forward. And I know Kelly's excited to get going, but so are the guys that are returning on our roster. How many guys will submit their name to the NFL if they haven't done so already um, to get grades? Yeah, we had six guys that turned them in, and uh, I think as you recruit the way that we have the last couple of years, that's that's probably going to be the norm, uh, which is okay. I think it's important to get the feedback, the facts, and then you sit down and have the conversation on on really what is, you know, let's let's get all the noise out and and. Uh, get down to to what's real, and and then make a an informed decision then, and help them through that process. Finally, just a word on the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. I know Mike Gundy's a guy you've known for a long time. You've got great respect for. Tell me about his football team. Very explosive. Um, I think they're well coached. They're um, on on defense in the different fronts and the looks and things they give cause uh, problems, especially in your protection. Um, they've they've got athletes all over the field on the defensive side, so they're fast, and then offensively make you you know uh, really every inch of the field they attack and uh, they do it at a tempo that causes problems. So we got our hands full. Our kids will be excited to go play them, and I know we'll get their best game. Have a Merry Christmas. I'll see you in Memphis. Merry Christmas. Thanks. That's Barry Odom. His team takes on Oklahoma State December the thirty first. Game kicks off at 245. By the way, still plenty of tickets available. I'm Mike Kelly. Thanks for listening to the Inside Mizzou Athletics Podcast, brought to you by Shelter Insurance. This has been Inside Mizzou Athletics with Mike Kelly, brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Find an agent for your auto, home, and life at shelterinsurance.com. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.